What is up, everybody? Welcome to the PHNX Rising Show, brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave a five-star review. My name is Ramon Chavez, and joining me today, as always, my partner, Owen Evans. How you doing, sir? God, it's been a day today, hasn't it? Like, <laughs> I what, feel like we've had a real range of stuff today. <laughs> <laughs> as Thomas is saying, it's a spicy one today. I, oh, man. Like, I like these days because, you you know, there's stuff to talk about, but then I also don't like these these days because the stuff that we're going to talk about, we probably don't want to talk about. So anyway, uh, great show for everybody today. Thank you for joining us, Reese, uh, Elizabeth, Thomas, Bonnie, Bobby, Pat. Thank you so much for joining before us. Before we today. get started, before we get started, can we just acknowledge that we've got our first doodly out in the uh, in the chat there? So uh, yeah. we've already, we have been on air for under two minutes and someone is already <laughs> calling for the Phoenix Rising general manager's head. So um, And we'll talk about why got- some people are feeling that way. But we got a great show for you today. Uh, of course, we're going to touch touch uh touch excuse me on that las vegas loss uh that happened last friday uh i really don't want to but (laughs) we're gonna have to uh of course owen you were able to speak today to uh the general manager bobby duel as well as rick schnatz and we actually got some updates regarding the stadium and i think that kind of shocked everybody a little bit so we're definitely going to talk about that and of course we're going to talk about the usl uh, in our section of around the USL, check out what's going on around the league. And of course, some big news uh, from a certain Welsh player coming over to in the, the US and more specifically MLS. So we'll definitely touch on that a little bit later on. But all right, Owen, you were over there in Las Vegas on Friday. Of course, we all know your favorite city in the entire world. Uh, Rising fell to Las Vegas for the second time this season away from home uh, by the score of three to two. Let's just jump into it. What what was the loss? What was the reason for the loss this time? Uh, the fact that they played the first half as though they didn't want to play the first half. Let's <laughs> be honest. Like the water balloon uh, <laughs> halftime show that those. No, the second half they actually came out and fought, but the first half was just bad. It was it was bad. There was seemingly no real plan to it. Um, Rick kind of got into a you know he tried up a different tactic again and even admitted today that he's been playing around with tactics way too much it's mm-hmm. it's something that he's got to kind of you know stick to the the system that that works and and not you know keep chopping and changing things every week mm-hmm. um it, it's it just felt as though the whole setup at moments it worked but not for any long stretch of time and they they were just too yep. negative they sat back way too much. They invited way too much pressure. Uh, and then when you couple that with uh, the kind of little mistakes that we've seen throughout the season, you end up conceding goals. And, you know, the, the pace wasn't necessarily there defensively. Um, and and mm-hmm. Vegas caught them on that at a couple of moments. It, it's It's just a very, very tough one. Do you feel like that first half uh, in Las Vegas was the worst half we've seen? This entire year, it's hard, hard to tell. Um, among, among the top five, at least, right? <laughs> wasn't it three nil at halftime with a red card as well in that Galaxy Two game? It was That's true. Tampa yeah. Bay Rowdies when they lost five one. I feel like they, that one they were at least trying. You know, I was able to actually be there for that one, and I think they were they were trying, but they were just, you know, they were get, just getting beat, but. That first half, it just felt like, like you were saying, they were disinterested, timid at times. Even the ESPN 
uh, plus uh, commentators, were, they were like, hey, you know, what's going on with this team? Like on that, uh, I think on that first goal with Casada, like it just seemed like Kalistri was just waiting for him to take that shot and and he was able to to, to get on the board. So it, it was just rough to watch that first half because I'm sitting here like, okay, they're going to turn it around. They're going to come out upset. It's a new system. They, they got to get it going. And no, it was like even worse than the, the prior week. So it's like you kind of just throw your hands up and you're like, what the heck is going on out there? I mean, it just it gave the impression, and despite everything that everyone has said today, and, and maybe despite the second half, you know, it which kind of suggested that there was some level of fight in there. Um, mm-hmm. That first half, there was no fight in it. It looked, at least to, to everybody outside, as though the boys had given up on on the game, on Rick, on the team. It, it was, uh, you'd imagine, in the way that most people were going, it was they'd given up on Rick, um, is what people were reading into it, but. Mm-hmm. It it just was such a bad performance. I'm again. I I was thinking the exact same as you in terms of is this the worst half I've seen out of Rising? Then I remembered all those other games this season. I'm like, oh, I, I really don't well, know I had anymore. Up, but you brought him in, so yeah. <laughs> I really don't know anymore. Like, it, compare mm-hmm. it to pre. If this was a previous season and we saw that half of football, yes, not a shadow of doubt. It would be yeah. the worst half of football we'd seen out of Phoenix Rising, but but the way that it was just not showing up this year, I mean, maybe yeah. not. Just a pattern at this point. Uh, Renee with the great comment here: They are playing scared. No one wants to make the mistake that will lead to them losing. They look like a team defeated before they even play, and I think so as well. You know, I think the the I feel like with the system constantly changing, the players are confused on their role. They don't want to make any mistakes because you know if if you take Rick's words and apply them to a player and say, well, if I mess up, if I'm not playing well, then I'm not going to see the field next week. Then that just c- puts even more pressure on you to perform. And I think some players crack under that pressure. And and it's you don't want to hear that as a player, I feel like. If your coach is telling me, well, if you mess up out there, then you're done. You know, it's it's yeah. too much pressure, I feel, for the players. And uh, it, I, I don't like that mentality, uh, playing the way that they are. No, I know. And we, we've seen it. Um, we, you know, it comes up every so often. Rick will mention the players look as though they're playing with fear. And that's not the Phoenix Rising way. Of course, you know, we could also get into it and say that Rick appears to have been coaching with fear in terms of he is chucking everything at it. Different chop changes every week, different formation, different players. Just trying to see what sticks, really, because yeah. I, I don't think he quite under, quite knows what he's sticking and what isn't at the moment. Um, it's something that we can't explain. I'm not fully sure that Rick can explain why this team looks quite like it does at the moment, but it's just, it's a tough one. And no one seems to have answers Mm -hmm. partly because no one can quite work out fully what the problem is. Uh, and it's, yeah. And I, and I listened to a couple of the podcasts that, you know, that cover rising and USL as a whole. And I read the articles, you know, especially John Morrissey and even himself. He's like, I don't know what's going on here. Like it should work <laughs> with the amount of talent that's going on here. It should work at least, you know, not losing as badly or having this, um, this many losses in a row. So yeah, I think everyone's just kind of throwing up their hands at this point. Uh, let's talk about the second half real quick before we continue you know, there were some changes. Darnell King came in. Uh, Joe Farrell at one point became a striker. Uh, tell me about that second half and what the heck happened. And they were able to get on the board at least. I know you're, yeah. I, I, Joe I, Farrell I as a striker is the line where I'm just like, what, what is going on? Exactly. Is so that what the happened? level they of desperation? Yeah. I, 
I mean, I, I kind of understand it, but at the same mm. time, it. but then it gets into the interesting part then of, well, Claudio Repetto was left at home, right? You wanted a big guy at the top. Claudio Repetto mm-hmm. got left at home. So, yeah. So that instead the team could start Marcus Epps and Richmond Antwi up top. I don't think Antwi did as bad as people feel like he did. You know, he, he was, he got, he was controlling the ball on, on, uh, I think it was the, the Santi goal where he was able to pl- uh, play it off to Epps and Epps was able to, uh, to give that pass towards the middle. But other than that and the header, yes, I can understand why people are upset, but here's a guy that's not really playing this year either. So it's like, you chuck him out there, do something for me. And then you get upset when he doesn't, it's not fair. It's not fair to put someone in that situation. No, no, I can, I can understand that. The, at the end of the day, I, I just, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just at the point where I'm really run, wondering, you know, there's no consistency in, in the lab. Can we also shout out? We got the fact we got fire chance commenting. In here. Uh, yeah. oh there God. is an account called fire chance that is currently oh, commenting on this live stream. Um, I just feel like there's no consistency week to week. There's no real consistency again, tactics wise, let alone team selection. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we can talk about Antwi hasn't really had the opportunity to get into form, but no one's really had the opportunity to build the chemistry mm-hmm. uh, because it keeps changing all the time. And some of that is forced. They have had injuries this season. They yeah. have had suspensions because the discipline has been, quite frankly, atrocious. Um, but again, it's just chopping and changing every week. Chop and change and chop and change and chop and change. And nothing is quite sticking Nothing mm-hmm. is really working. Even when they get results, they're not necessarily looking the most convincing. And yeah. so, you know, it, it just becomes, you know, you look at Hartford as a perfect example. The last time that Rising won their only win in, I believe, seven league games. And they didn't look convincing. It looked mm-hmm. more like just delaying the inevitable drop back down to losing again rather than an actual win. Um, there was a 10 minute spell where they scored goals. Everything else was pretty poor. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, so just to wrap up the, about the game uh, with that loss rising fall down to seven and nine, uh, one, four and zero in their last game, last five games. And they're now 11th in the Western conference with 21 points um, next week, uh, this weekend, well, they're going to be facing the team right below them, which is orange County. So, you know, I, even with the loss, Orange County will probably not. They won't catch Rising in the in the standings. But well, it, hang on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because is- Orange County are playing tomorrow. Oh, there you go, San Diego Loyal. And if I'm not mistaken, they're currently four points behind Rising. Mm-hmm. So go. a draw tomorrow would mean that they can be equal with Rising on points, and the first tie mm-hmm. break is head to head. So. Rising could be if if Orange County draw or win tomorrow, Rising with a loss on Saturday will be sitting in twelfth out of thirteen at well, the halfway please. stage. At the halfway please. stage in the season. Yeah, I think at that point I would do. I would be putting my money on Rising not making the playoffs if they fall that like that that low. Well, so five thirty eight are already saying that the odds are well below fifty percent now. Jeez. All right. And then July, we got July coming up. We're going to talk about that more on Thursday, but yeah, it's, it's not, it's not looking good at this point. All right, Owen, let's talk about what happened today. Um, obviously there's a press conference on Tuesdays. You were able to speak to the general manager, Bobby Duell. Um, 
first of all, does he actually make appearances at these, you know, press conference pretty often, or was this because not, of the situation? Not usually. Not... Well, mm-hmm. just to, I, I'll, I'll put it this way: Bobby came along today because uh, pretty much everyone who covers the club in any regular capacity all decided we were going to request him this week and mm. uh, so they they gave into that request and said that that he would come out and, and join us this week so we did have bobby i tell you what let's let's kick him with a video now oh actually no should we acknowledge his super chat before we get into the video oh yep we got one right here uh bobby thank you so much uh super chat appreciate you boys asking the hard questions on our behalf and having great coverage thank you so much bobby well it was owen you know because he's the one asking the hard questions there but uh and you know let's take a look at the video uh, that you were talking about yeah so we'll start off by saying uh i spoke to bobby asked him about the current direction the club's going in they've been speaking with owners has there been any discussion with the ownership about the direction the club's currently going in? No. We're, uh, of, of course, discussion, reflection, seeing what we can do differently. Uh, but but we know the group that, that is in that locker room, the group that uh, has had a lot of success um, over the last five years. They know the standard. No one's harder than on, on themselves than, than us. And we know the expectation and, and uh, the standard that's been set here. And we got the, the second half of the season to turn things around, and we believe in everyone in that locker room, and that that uh, and it starts on Saturday night. So, uh, no, yes. I mean, you have to have at least a conversation if it's five losses in a row. I'm I'm talking about like if they lose on on Saturday against Orange County, five losses in a row, potentially the twelfth. Uh, place in the Western Conference. Five thirty-eight is not even giving you half a chance to make it into the playoffs at that point. At the beginning of the season, you're talking about championship, the best team in, in the USL. You fall down to that, and you're saying, "Oh, well, it's okay. We're not going to discuss it right now. We still got eighteen more games left." I don't think so. Not not with this group. No, no. There's look. You've got to have had the discussion just because. How much longer can you allow this to go on? You know, it, it's it's easy for us to sit here, I guess, and, and say, "Okay, well, it's." You know, it's been bad so far. It's, will they, can they turn it around? There's all the talent here and all that. But this can't, you know, you, you're not dealing in hypotheticals now. You're, you're dealing in the fact that now it's become very, very real. All of this is very, very real. And that is that rising if it doesn't wake up soon mm-hmm. is realistically at risk of missing the playoffs. Yeah. And I, I, that's not a, a situation, I think, whereby you can, really sit back and say oh it's okay we just had a bad year this team finished first in the western conference last year this team mm-hmm. is comprised entirely of people that rick wanted to bring in and it's got rick's coaching staff in there as well his tactics his training all of that mm-hmm. and they're gonna drop from first in the conference down to possibly missing the playoffs in the space yeah. of a couple of months really yeah yeah, th- yeah this I've isn't been- just you can't just paper over this. You've got to talk about when exactly do you need this to be turned around? Because mm-hmm. to me, that time is coming a lot sooner rather than later that they have yeah. to turn it around. Otherwise they really are probably going to miss the playoffs. Yeah. I think more than ever now, July will determine how the course of the season uh, is going to go. Uh, obviously Louisville, Memphis, Colorado at the end of the month. Those are games that, I feel rising is a pretty clear underdog in. And if they don't get any points at that point, what do you say? Like, cause well, we got the the last quarter of the season to make it up. No, at that point, that's, 
it, it's basically a lost season if, if you really think about it because for them to be able to climb out of that hole with every everybody in the West playing so well, you got San Diego, you got San Antonio, who's actually the league leader right now, Colorado. Like that's it's a tough tough hill to climb, especially the way the defense is just letting in goals, the offense is not clicking. It's not. It's just the entire situation just does not work at this point. Yeah, and I'm. I mean, you've got a. You know, <sighs> you've forgotten there as well. I believe it's Sacramento at home as well in July, isn't yeah. it? Like it, it is mm-hmm. a more tough games. Yeah. And I, I just, I don't know, man. I, I'm, I'm really struggling to find reasons to be positive about this team right now. Mm-hmm. No, you know me. Though. I always try to look at the positive outlook on this, but oh, you, you do. Have, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I attempt to because I, I, th- I feel sometimes we're not fair with, hey, you know, they, they've had injuries or, or players haven't been a, uh, playing up to their potential and suspensions, COVID situations, like so. There's a lot going on there. So. But when you come out and say, well, we're not really thinking about it. We're, you know, we got the the other half of the season. That's when I'm kind of like, well, you've lost four in a row. You haven't had the, the best past two months. It, what's going on here? That's when I start to question the direction of this team. Well, you know what? Let's, we'll hop on another video now. Um, we did manage to hear from from Rick. I asked him about what he's doing to, to keep showing us he's the guy. And obviously, the negativity off the field has been around now for a few weeks. Beyond just working hard, what is it you're doing that shows that you're still the guy for this job? Yeah, so I think one of the things that you know we've I've made a mistake is is, is in all the tactical changes. And sometimes you have to. We've talked about trying to make it simple, and I've tried to protect the players. I did everything that I could. I told them I would jump on a grenade. I would do everything I could for them um, to to not put them. In, in trouble and I think unfortunately sometimes you overthink it you do too many changes tactically and you take them out of their comfort zone and they look these are great kids and they would have done anything I asked them to do and and that says a lot about who they are and and the relationship that I have with the players and, and they know how much I care about them um, and, I, and I, I can guarantee if you ask them they'll they'll tell you that I care about them as people first um, so, so with that information, I, I think that it's kind of making them comfortable being who we are, getting back to our DNA. I showed them the first 25 minutes of the season against Monterey, and everybody was just astounded. And they were watching that game, and they thought, wow. you know. And I said, that's who we are. That's what we're capable of. And, and it's in there. We just got to get it out. So should we expect a return to the 4-3-3 for this? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. It's the... It's not the, the formation. If you ask any coach in the world, it's, a, it's the philosophy. and It's the ideas that which, which you play with. And, and I'd kind of gotten away from the aggressive and tenacious. You know, if I've got two different philosophies, one on attacking, one on defending, and both of them have the word tenacity in them. And I think that we just haven't been that tenacious team. Um, but that started with me. It started with me, I think, you know, second-guessing and questioning myself and uh, as I told you, you get backed into a corner, you better come out swinging. I, I just want to just want to kind of point out the fact the chat has really got some opinions right now. Um, some very very strong opinions about both Rising's uh, coach and general manager and and where it wants them to be. Um, it's it's interesting because I feel as though whenever we've had these shows, actually, I think that's worth just hopping on actually is how the chat is is looking at the moment because whenever we've done these there's been a kind of bit of a back and forth right there's always been 
a, a chunk of people who say no it's time to go there's other people who hop in and say you know oh no you can't do that look at what he's done over the years look at how much he's achieved and mm -hmm. we still believe in him and today it feels as though it's increasingly hitting that point whereby people just don't have time for for those two anymore um yeah, I mean, no, I mean, more specifically today, but yeah, no, I, I mean, granted, we, we've, I don't know if it was like half in jest or not, but at the pre in the preseason, as soon as they lost one of the preseason games, it was Rick out. So I understand the frustration. I understand what's going on. You know, if you go to the Facebook, the infamous Facebook group and you check out what's going on over there, it's, you know, it's, it, you still have kind of the two sides of it, but I feel at this point, people aren't, uh, how can I say it? They're not saying, Hey, you know, I believe a couple of weeks ago, there's someone that put on the Facebook uh, group that, hey, guys, like this is our team. Let's stand behind them and let's always cheer on. And that's fine and all. But you also have to kind of be objective. You have to say, well, we really like this team. We really love this team. But where's the direction going? What's going on here? Because this isn't the team that we usually seen. So it's not unfair to ask those questions about the team and the management and the coaching staff if they're performing in this way. Um, but I feel like that is kind of, you know, dwindling as far as the fact that people are more supportive than just blindly supporting uh at this point just because of how the team is performing so i know i went on a rant there but anyway it's just i feel like it's fine for the fans to be objective um and th they have due cause to to feel that way yeah i mean the the results have been bad the performances have, have not been up to scratch so i completely understand the fact that that these guys are, you know, calling for for Rick's head. I understand where it's coming from, right? They, mm -hmm. what you have to realize is that the amount of money that some of these people put up in terms of going to games week in, week out, going to a couple of away trips a season, because obviously, you know, these are tough trips. Some of them, they're not cheap yeah. to to mm -hmm. go off and spend a weekend away somewhere, especially if, in some cases, you're having to hop on a plane to do so. Um, I just get the feeling that people have just had enough and, and they want to see their club be better than, than what we're seeing at the moment. Um, and mm -hmm. it, I don't know, but on that note, that perfectly happily segues us into <laughs> one more clip that we've got sitting in here, which is that, again, it's, Bo it's Bobby Dooley. Um, and it was asking about kind of the, the reaction from the fans and what that means in terms of Rick's future. And when you look at the way that it appears that both supporters groups are turning on, on Rick at the moment, how do you think there's really a path forward for him in that case? I, again, I, I think it's fantastic the support that our fans, the, the way they travel, and the way they support us, you know, in good times and bad. And, and again, like I said, our, our own players, our own staff, everyone has their own opinions. And, and you know, I, I encourage everyone to to, to continue to support the club, we, we appreciate that, and that's the standard that we've set here as a, as an organization. And and so, for us, all, all we can do is continue to to look inward at ourselves, and and you know that we we encourage the fans to to believe in the organization and, and believe in that 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 uh, you know the the information that we have and and that that everything is. We have everything we need to be successful right now, and, and we believe in it. And, um, you know, some positivity within the group. I know they're positive, and, and they're going to come out on this thing and, 
again, we're gonna we're gonna show everyone that uh, again you can get knocked down, but you can get back up and and ride this thing forward. So, um, I, I the feedback keep coming. Um, you know, we see it, we hear it, we appreciate it, and we're gonna we're it's not gonna change what we're doing as a club. We're gonna continue to work hard and try to figure out what it's gonna take to get results. So uh, believe effectively, but also also they welcome the feedback. So if the chat wants to keep going on, uh, yeah. you are. That's a rising general manager I mean, approved. I, I know some of the players like checking into the show once in a while, so I mean, I'm sure they're seeing what the what the chat's got to say. But it's it's. I mean, here's the thing: put yourself in in their shoes a little bit, you know. And obviously, they're not going to fire Rick at this point. You know, they're not really taking them into consideration. So, what else can they say? You know, they they're at the bottom of the Western Conference. It's, there's no other way but to go up and. Just continue working hard. Like I like there's not really anything else you could say. And it's not gonna please everybody. And that's that's part of the job, you know, when you sign up to be a GM or or especially a, a head coach. But you know who was working hard? Mm. Uh Jonathan Levin, apparently. Yeah, you know, okay. I'm just okay. gonna I'm okay. just gonna Are throw it out interest? there, right? It's that thing. <laughs> hard work isn't enough. It's never mm. enough in a in a game like this, in an industry like this, it's just not yep. enough. So yeah. again, if this can apply to some people, it's got to apply to all. You've got to actually have somebody backing you up. And right now, nothing is backing them up this season. Yeah. Um, they, you know, I <laughs> <laughs> oh, shout Rising Nation in there in the uh, in the chat for the super chat there. I appreciate it, uh, PHX Rising Nation uh, super chat here. Following Bobby uh, D's lead, buy yourself a beer. You deserve it for holding feet to the fire. I appreciate it, man. You don't know how happy these super chats make me, honestly. <laughs> so thank you so much, uh, Bobby and PHX Rising Nation. Thank you so much for the super chats. Uh, and if you want to get get on board as well and maybe buy own a beer, you know, feel feel free to use the the super chats themselves. But um, yeah, man, it's it's just a tough situation overall. And and the the thing is though is that I feel like it's just kind of repetitive at this point. Like it's been week after week after week. And like I sat down to kind of do my pregame uh, notes and I'm just like, we got to talk about the loss again. And like, it's hard to be positive each week, you know, when, when the, when the product on the field is not up to par and it's, and you know, all you can really hope is that that they can turn it around. So. Yeah. It it just, you're, you're right. It gets tiring going like every week. It's like maybe next week, maybe next week. Oh, just keep the faith. It'll turn around. It'll turn around. And it doesn't. Yeah, you know, I, I, I know. I I've been I've been saying this now quite a bit, haven't I? Where it's like I just get tired of the whole like trust the process kind of nonsense. Whereby yeah. it's like, don't tell me it's gonna get better. Start showing me it's gonna get better, or give mm-hmm. me a reason why it'll get better. But you yeah. can't just say that it will. Um, yeah. You know, I could say anything that anything's gonna get better. You know, give me an actual like you know reason why um a reason to believe you know know, and it's if you're a fan and you're spending you got your money your season tickets or whatever and last time i'll talk about the the infamous facebook group but people put out there hey i don't have a ride i want to go to this game can someone take me like these are the fans that really truly care about this team you know what i'm saying and and that's and i think that's where it hurts the most you know as the fan base where you you have these people that are struggling maybe that's just like they got 20 bucks this week they got 10 bucks to go to the game and maybe get some water, but they're still going to go out there and support. And, the, and that's that's rough, you know, when you get to that point um, when when these fans are not getting what they deserve. So um, on that point, uh, Owen, we did get some other updates. Am I correct? 
Yes, we, you know what though. Before we do that, it's this go is going to get heavy. So let's just kick in with some. In. We need Never to relieve in. to relieve the tension. No, what we need something to relieve the tension, uh, Ramon, <laughs> to to chill us down a bit. I okay, think, before All we right. get on to I get what you're saying. So if you guys haven't yet, and I've been I've been saying this uh, this for for months now. You guys got to check out OG's brands. You know, I feel like we we're all, we all get a little tense here. You know, yeah, relax a little bit. Um, so if you guys haven't yet, I encourage you to go to ogsbrands.com and check out their website and try out their amazing products. They actually got a brand new summer product, um, their first ever limited edition seasonal flavor. And that flavor is piña colada. So if you guys haven't, go ahead and check it out. It's a perfect pineapple and creamy coconut blend. And you guys can, uh, go, uh, again, check it out on their website, ogsbrands.com and on Instagram at at OG's Brands. You can also find their products uh, at your local dispensary. Must be 21 years or older to purchase. I was going to go to that Maya event, but my car, the, one of the water hoses broke, so I couldn't even Look drive. at these excuses. Look at so, these excuses. I was trying. Owen, I know you didn't want to go. You were happy in Vegas, as you always are. So, Oh, yeah. I'm I a big Vegas go. fan. Yeah. <laughs> no. But I'm going <laughs> to... You know, if you haven't yet, make sure to check out ogsbrands.com and get yourself some amazing OGs. All right. All right. We're all relaxed. All right. We're all chill. Okay. We're chill. We're chill. Mm-hmm. There. Now we're about to get not chill. All right. So the Jeez. stadium. Yeah. Um. So we had some conversations about the stadium today. Um. <laughs> for those of you who don't know, obviously things have been a mess this year. And by those of you who don't know, I mean... Apparently nobody who's watching this probably because everyone knows that it's been an utter mess this year. Um, you know, the preseason game where they did not have a license to sell alcohol. The yeah, first game of the season where it came really late, and then there were a lot of problems in terms of lines and, and concessions to people actually be able to get things without waiting for 30 no minutes. Dollar night. Well, no. dollar beer is a different thing, but um <laughs> I, I just feel as though you know, everyone knows it's been a mess. Apparently, what that partly is down to is there is a brand new management company. Um, and apparently, it took a while for the sounds of them to really sit down and, and almost get on the same page with this new management company. Um, it came up today. We were talking about it with Bobby. Um, he said they're always looking for ways to, to kind of improve the fan experience on all of this. Look, it. we're kind of just, you've got to consider that it may not be fixable this because you've got people who are in ownership positions in this club going on social media and commenting on how uh, the tribal government is kind of breaking its promises to them Um, Mm. just to, well, I I could name a couple of names. I'm sure you've all seen the comments online. Um, And again, those are the things that, that came up at the press conference today and it was kind of batted away a little bit. There was a talk of, well, there's a chance we do play here next year. Now, sources, I've been chatting with a lot of people, obviously, about this over mm-hmm. the past few weeks. And and by the sound of things, it looks as though the club has been exploring other options. Um, so none of this came as a surprise to me that, that mm. it wasn't a very, very strong... Why, yes, of course, we're going to stay in Wild Horse Pass going forward. Um, it was vague. It was vague, and it was... Well, yeah, we could well be here next year, but who knows? I, look, they've invested a good amount of money into that stadium. So has uh, the Healy River Indian community. So it's a mess if they move it in some ways. But mm-hmm. I don't know. It just yeah, it and I feel think, good, does it? 
Yeah, no, it, and it's, I think it's just another, uh, like, another kind of pile on to what's been happening this year with the team um, as, as far as the stadium. Now, like you said, uh, Owen, you know, we kind of had heard rumblings about this a, a few weeks prior. Um, when, you know, the press conference was going on earlier today, there were some tweets that were sent out and people were like, wait, hold up, what's going on with the stadium? Because I don't think people even knew about this um situation happening so it's it's not good to hear this as well that there's been issues and i and if i can give my opinion like i feel like that that relationship hasn't been the best between the uh the indian community and the uh the rising management so is this really a surprise or like what are you feeling in regards to this uh in terms of the i I don't know It, it feels as though look they they struggled with this in the past. They struggled with the last stadium, I think, at times in, in terms of the relationship mm-hmm. with the uh, tribal government there. It ended up with just, you know, more, more mess, you know, more stuff being thrown around. Um, people up there were definitely not very happy when Rising left. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just... And you get all these views about the stadium for rising when Indy just secured like a billion dollar investment. Yeah. For, from yeah. Stadium. Yeah. So it doesn't look yeah. good with that either. <laughs> so no, it doesn't. Uh, I, I don't know. It, it just feels as though there are a lot of things in the moment with the club that really seem to be lacking direction. Um, mm-hmm. There seems to be just a kind of a, a point of looking at it where you go, okay, what, what's the next step? How do they grow? How do they take to the next step? And I don't think that, people necessarily know what they're doing in that regard. Um, I feel as though the club has kind of hit a certain level. And from there, it's not growing. It's not, there's no plan. I Mm. I mean, what, what is the plan? What is the plan at the moment to get more people into that stadium? Seriously? Yeah, no. And I think that's a fair question to ask because you know, the, you know, when I'm talking to people, it's like uh, that we do the show and they're like, Oh, rising. What are they? They're going to go to the MLS. Right. Cause in a lot of people's ideas that are, you know, not super fans of the club, that's the next geological step, right? But we're seeing all these other clubs in the USL making big investments into permanent structures and actually saying, no, we're fine with staying in USL and, you know, maybe we're not able to get up there to that next level, but they're still going to make a permanent structure and build a fan base and have these fans, you know, become, uh, or this team become part of the community. So it's it's rough, you know, and like you're saying, like the it's tough to answer those questions from people when you don't even know what's going on and you're, you're covering the team. And so it's, it, it just speaks to what's going on with the organization right now. If we want to talk about direction and being perhaps out of touch, of course there was other stuff that came up today. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, we can't ignore it. It is the talk of ultimately rising social media at the moment and was actually literally just addressed while we've been on air by one of the club's part owners. Um, look, the club has not issued any kind of statement over Rovis is Wade. When I asked about it today, it was, you know, pushed off as well. You know, we, we want to encourage people to take action and, and go votes instead of just words, which is interesting given that they didn't put any of that out there until they were asked. So very much promoting action. Um, Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it, that comes amidst, of course, multiple other clubs in this league are all putting statements out. The club itself has a, a really big reputation for being kind of on the forefront of some of these social justice issues. It's almost like it, it learned from the mistakes of San Diego 
on what happened there and and became a lot more active in terms of trying to cultivate that kind of an image. And since then, it, it's just I mean, the, t- today, this past week, uh, you know, I, I know that Rappaport at the moment is on is on Twitter saying, "Don't you know?" He's one of the owners. Say, "Don't align me with this." I, you know don't try and shame me over this kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, what's the club's direction right now? What are they doing? Cause they're just out of touch with the fans utterly yeah. and utterly out of touch. And you, if you're, if you're going to be putting out there football, that's bad, you're going to be putting out overpriced concessions and you're going to alienate the fans in the South end. What on earth have you got to sell this club on? Be perfectly frank right now. Seriously. What have you got to I mean, sell? You know, FC Arizona Mark two, if you get rid of, anything of actual like yeah seriously yeah seriously it's the fans right now that are actually differentiating a lot of things and it just mm-hmm. feels as though there is no real conscious habit almost as though they're just considered to be some kind of you know marginal small little group sitting there in the south end or some you know mouthy minority on on, on twitter that you can just ignore <laughs> the yeah. fact of the matter is that's going to come and bite you on the ass if you just keep this up yeah, no, it's it's you know given given what happened with the decision last week, I, like a lot of professional clubs did give their opinion and and they were standing with uh, their team and their organization and their community and uh, and and that's what's kind of confusing about this because even before I started covering Rising, it, it I could see how vocal the fan base was and I could see as well that the that the team itself was behind them and uh, and yeah there were there were issues here and there but. At the end of the day, you you could always count for for the team to at least kind of stand up for them in some sort of manner. And with what happened this weekend and the lack of a statement, it's I could definitely see why the fan base would be annoyed uh, and frustrated with this, given how the season's going. Uh, and yeah, and it's it's rough. It's it's rough. I mean, I don't want to give my full opinion on this, you know, but uh, don't no don't no make come it on th- come on let, let it all out let it all out Ramon come well, on well, I, I, fans expect it let's let it all out come on producer's gonna get really upset I'm not gonna go too crazy but I, I feel a statement would have been it wouldn't have harmed anybody even the vaguest of statements would have kind of cooled down some of the the people out uh, on social media and in the fans as well so. It's that that's all I'm going to as far as I'm going to go. But if they would have done something in that manner, I think it, they would have looked a little bit better. I just feel as though at the moment when we're you know focusing on this, you've just got a, a, an incident, an issue at the moment whereby the club's leadership at a front office level is just out of touch with what yeah. a large portion of its fan base wants and expects its club to mm-hmm. be, which is not just another business entity. Right. They, this club isn't just another business entity or, you know, that's not how they position themselves. So you can't act like it. Yeah. Um. And football is a very political sphere in general, Um. quite noticeably in this country for the simple reason that, well, no, and I've, I've had this discussion with people in the past, you know, people who are actual academics in this kind of sphere. And they say, well, you know, in a lot of other countries you get, Yes, football's political in a lot of places, but it's kind of across the spectrum in a lot of countries because football is the sport, whereas mm-hmm. here it takes a certain slant just because that's the nature of of you know, the, the kind of support that a sport yeah. that's almost rebelling against the establishment gets here. And then 
they're just completely ignorant to that. The club leadership seems to think as though it's some big event, which it isn't, mm-hmm. um, that needs to be actually engaged with its fan base in order to continue to, to grow. Uh, instead, it's not growing, it's stagnating. As yeah. we're seeing by attendance figures, they don't really continue to grow, do they? People are getting tired and the football, the quality of football isn't helping because it's not good right now. And yeah. then uh, from an ownership perspective, you're like, where are they? Are they really paying attention to this? Because mm-hmm. I, I don't mean to be rude. If h- How have you got any real business sense if you're just going to let them alienate the, the people that are realistically your prime customers in there? Ones that show up every week. Yeah. And not only are your prime customers, they're your prime marketing material as well at the moment. So, you know, just just yeah, go for it. Keep keep going for it. This is I'm sure this will work fantastically for them uh if they carry on yeah. with this one. And you know what? If any owners are watching, listening and want to hop on at some point, give us a shout. Do it. Come on, we'll have you on here and you, you don't want to answer this. <laughs> yeah, no, and then that's what I was thinking about today. You know, I was driving, I was kind of thinking about it, and I'm like, I, I feel like the league has passed this team by, you know, you could see it, uh, you know, as far as how situations are handled such as this and and how forward they are and obviously the product on the field. So it's, it's rough. Like, you know, you got to accept that and you got to make changes. Otherwise it's just going to continue to happen. You know, it's that the the fall is very, very steep, you know, going from one of the premier teams to, to the bottom of the Western conference. So I definitely agree with that. Owen. Yeah, but the league can put a statement out, but we have to wait until we can specifically ask Bobby Dooley to his face when he can tell us that they care about action, which means vote apparently going to vote and they they're gonna they're gonna encourage action, which they weren't yeah. encouraging until we ask. But hey, yeah. again, Not a good what do we know? There. What do we know, eh? What do we know? If you want to see the whole video, you can go to Owen's account. Uh it's right there on the screen. OJ Evans 18. You can see the whole video of Bobby Dooley responding to that question that Owen asked. Uh, Owen, let's take a quick break and talk about our friends at DraftKings. We do have some actual, I feel like we have games. There's a game right now, right? Isn't there a game going on? Oh, Um, you're really catching me out here. God, give me a second. There there was one earlier. There you go. There you go. See, that's how I knew. (laughs) Hartford beat Colorado Springs 2-0. No way. Look at that. That is but a big result. That's a big Colorado result. Colorado just played, though. It's, you know, they're probably rotating. But, yeah, no, it's, it's a big result no, uh, regardless. But uh, if you guys haven't yet, make sure to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, especially this weekend, because there's going to be a huge fight. Uh, and we're talking about UFC 276. So there's a tons of there's tons of, way, uh, of, of ways for you to come out on top uh, when you're betting with DraftKings Sportsbook, uh, the official sports betting partner of the USA, uh, UFC. Uh, and if you guys download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code PHNX, bet $5 on any UFC 276 fighter to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's P- that's code PHNX this Saturday at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sport- sports betting partner of UFC. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. You know, when uh, you said there was going to be a big fight, I thought you were going to be talking about the fact that two bot low in the league sides were about to have a scrap on Saturday, which is a Phoenix Rising in Orange County. But uh, I mean, the it is of the barrel. The huge, you know, it's the wooden spoon. That's actually I just learned about that. The uh, wooden spoon. You just learn there. Yeah, that's it's a thing that you give to the person who's in last place, finishing last place. They get the wooden spoon. Yeah, exactly. So my Sunday league team, we weren't that great this season. So we were fight. We had a game on Sunday, <laughs> and then whoever, well, 
we won, so I don't know why we got the wooden spoon, but yeah, we got the wooden spoon. So, um, but there yeah. are, uh, there are of course some odds, or there should be some odds. So let's just grab those quickly look. and take a look. What do we have here? So at the moment, San Antonio and Tulsa are in a rain delay, as is commented. So I've got nothing on that. But you want to know the odds at the moment uh, for? So San Diego are on minus 145, Orange County plus 260, or pl- plus 330 for a draw. So if you want to go and bet on uh, what are the two outcomes there that would see Rising battling to not be second to last on Saturday, <laughs> uh, then those last two ones are your are your options there. Um, Put your money in San Diego. That, I tell you what, El Paso are only a slim favorite over RGV. Hmm. Mm-hmm. No, you got to take a pass there. Yeah, I mean, but only slim. Plus 140 RGV at plus 155. Mm. And uh, Charleston Battery, a strong favorite over Atlanta United 2. It's minus uh, 180 for Charleston, plus 340 for uh, Atlanta United 2. So, um, yeah, go and take a look at them. As mentioned, of course, That's Tulsa true. in a rain delay at the moment. As mentioned in the chat here and kind of linking back to our last topic, uh, Tulsa, of course, Sam Doa, whatever you think of the guy, former former uh, marketing VP here. He's now their club president over in Tulsa. Uh, he's, of course, got the uh, current scheme by the looks involving hot dogs. Uh, they're going to donate some money to abortion funds. So uh, slightly different to bumbling through an answer about voting. But hey, we just jump back to the last conversation topic quickly there. Hey, talk your talk, Owen. Um, <laughs> we'll move on. We'll move on. It's fine. Um, looking uh, looking uh, to the last weekend, um, were there any results from uh, this past weekend that kind of caught your eye, Owen? Ooh, yeah. So uh, Birmingham Legion going away to New Mexico United, picking up a 2-0 win. That's big. Mm-hmm. Birmingham, of course, have been trying to get this season back on track after a very slow start. And New Mexico have been kind of flying. Is this the turnaround point for New Mexico? They've started well in the past Mm -hmm. and you know fallen off could we be about to see the same thing happen again Mm -hmm. uh some other results that were big memphis winning two nil over detroit kind of really just cementing that point that memphis are a big boy this year um they are someone to contend with in the eastern conference and that is a big concern for rising they're having to go out there um any others in here let's have a look Big game, of there course. Were, there were a lot of goals this weekend. Mm-hmm. so <laughs> There were. And speaking of a game with a lot of goals, you thinking what I'm thinking? Uh, is it the El Paso one or which one? The no, San Diego I was going to go with uh, Pittsburgh against Tampa Bay Rowdies. Oh, the Rowdies. Yep. Mm-hmm. That game finishing 5-2 in favor of Tampa Bay. Uh, Pittsburgh starting on a bit of a... They're on a bit of a fall themselves. They've been yeah. really quite sluggish, haven't they? So... yeah. That's a bit of a struggle for them. And then beyond that, I mean, San Diego just utterly destroyed Indy 11. Yeah. 5-0. Yeah. That doesn't make me stadium. feel any better <laughs> about what's going to happen in the no. future. Right? <laughs> so, yeah, it's not not good to see those results. But, you know, hopefully they're able to turn around. We'll see. Um, I was able to get uh, some numbers here. Let's see. Hartford versus Louisville on uh, – as far as USL is concerned, viewing numbers, they did 142,000 on ESPN. So uh, second week in a row where, you know, the uh, ESPN was able to put some uh, USL game on their network 
And uh, they're getting viewers, you know. The, they beat one of the Sunday games for MLS, so that means that the fan base is there and they're tuning in. Yeah, that was Hartford, you know. I mean, we're not talking of the big boys of, of USL yeah. here. We're talking about Hartford Athletic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 142,000, so, not bad at all. So, given Not bad at all, not bad at all. It's it's good news for the league to see them getting this kind of exposure on the, on the bigger networks. Um, really helpful mm-hmm. when TV deals are coming up soon. Yeah. Um, it's coming up, right? So... so. It's, it's big stuff for the club, for the league, and I'm sure we might find out a little bit more about where those TV deals are going. Of course, in a few weeks' time, uh, the media meetings taking place that'll be in Louisville, same week as Rising are there, and uh, you might want to preemptively drop us a follow on Twitter at phnx underscore underscore rising, where it's a uh, double the underscores, double the coverage from the media meetings. Apparently, because uh, <laughs> they're in the same places where Rising are playing, so. Uh, yeah, check them out. Um, all right, Owen, let's uh, move on to the next topic. And this uh, has a little bit to do with you because we had a big signing over the weekend with Gareth Bale uh, si- signing with LAFC. 32 years old, Gareth Bale coming from Real Madrid. Uh, Saturday morning, I texted you. I was like, what the heck is going on here? I did not expect the signing whatsoever. Just the commercial opportunities, isn't it? And Vincent Tan, who's a Cardiff's uh, Cardiff's owner went on uh, radio in the UK and was kind of talking about it, that there was a time when, when Bale was really interested in coming back to going back to Cardiff to, to play mm-hmm. for his hometown club. Um, and it wasn't about, you know, money well, or any on, of that, Pat. but just the, the commercial interest that came out at retirement league. Yeah. But I, is this I the right time argue. to do it? Uh, less than 150 days before the world cup, the world cup that your country it's... hasn't attended in almost half a century an interesting one because the travel kills you over here it's mm-hmm. exhausting um players mention it all the time I- i've had a few east coast trips now i can confirm it- it's tiring <laughs> okay um yeah. this stuff isn't easy it is a slog and so you do wonder then looking ahead to to the um, world cup come november whether it's the best idea but <laughs> clearly the decision he's made there is that look there are better commercial interests here um and it's yeah. not just, of course, about the salary the club are playing are paying you is yeah. all other kinds of commercial interests, sad deals and everything like that you can get here. And yeah, and what- I think that's the kind of like the way LAFC sold it because he's not the DP player for them. Um, if I'm reading here, a 12 month contract using targeted allocation money with options through 2024. So yeah, he's not getting the huge bucks as far as like the soccer contract is concerned. But you know, that's the allure of LA, you could say you could see and you see it in different sports, NBA. Yeah. All that good stuff that, you know, kind of makes up uh, commercially, like you're saying, uh, uh, on the other end. So, uh, personally, I mean, I like it. I like the move. I think LAFC is just becoming better and better. They they beat uh, the Red Bulls this weekend as well, and they still have that DP spot. So, it's going to be interesting to see who they sign. And like Bobby just said, uh, Chiellini uh, is coming from Italy as well. So, uh, building a good squad there. Yeah, indeed. And hopefully he doesn't get sent out to... Uh try and get back up to fitness at a certain uh, Nevada-based club. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, man, imagine that. You know, coming to Phoenix. No. God, no. no. <laughs> uh, July 8th, I believe, oh. is the first time they can be available, both Killini and uh, Bale, and that would be against uh, LA Galaxy in El Trafico. So so uh, look out for that if you want to check out Gareth Bale. 
All right. Uh, Owen, uh, we've had a long show today, an uh, impactful one, I'd say. But uh, before we wrap it up, but we do want to tell our viewers here um, that if you are available tomorrow, you guys can join the rest of the PHNX crew over there at Four Peaks Brewing Company uh, producer. I don't know if we have a graphic for it, but if you guys are able to, you guys can join. Uh, we got the uh, the Suns show. We got the D-back show, the Cardinals show. They're all going to be uh, doing their show lives from the Four Peaks Brewing Company over there in Tempe. So if you guys want to go over there and join them, uh, we're not there because we don't tape on on uh, Wednesdays. But maybe Owen will grab a brew. Maybe. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'll show up for the last show. and just, There uh, you go. Yeah, let me know. Let me know if you go. I'll go. I'm pretty close to it. So we'll see. After, after, after work, you know, the, the five o'clock kind of. For sure, for sure. And you guys can find out yeah. more details if you go to the PHNX uh, underscore sports um, Twitter account and uh, check it out there. We got all the details there for you. And then also, you guys might have noticed I got a little scarf over here. That's the scarf I'm giving out once we reach 650 followers. So if you guys haven't uh, gotten your hands on it by going to phnxlocker.com to purchase your very own scarf, um, you guys can follow us on Twitter. And at 650 followers, once we get there, I'm going to go ahead and give it out um in a drawing over there so just let it look how we're great growing we're growing it's still growing 618 right now the last time i checked mm-hmm. so yeah uh, get us up there give out that scarf for sure for you guys um oh and uh any last words <sighs> final thoughts big sad i don't know this <laughs> <laughs> i feel like we went through a lot today didn't we we really went through a lot today and uh yeah. by the looks of things so did the chat so um no, I appreciate yeah. the chat. This is this is kind of some tough topics to talk about, you know, and I know we all care about this team and we we want it to be successful and and yeah, it's just uh it's 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 tough once in a while to talk about it. It's tough, yeah, just to see what feels like stagnation, what feels like a degree of out of touch. It it just yeah, you know what? Let's let's put this behind us, look ahead towards the next show and hopefully we've got some more football specific things to focus on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> a little bit about the uh, team that possibly could drop rising into second from bottom. Let's not say that. All right, uh, yeah. Pat. Uh, yeah, maybe I I'll was trying to be positive for one second there, and no, it's it I went the other way. No. Yeah, maybe I'll get a, I'll replace the FIFA one with the uh, with the dead one picture in memory. Uh, and Bonnie, yeah, like same idea. time, same place on Thursday night. So thank you so much for joining us, Pat, Durden, uh, Bobby, everybody here. Thank you so much for this, the super chats as well. Uh, PHX Rising Nation. Thank you so much for making this show so much fun. We're here for you guys. Again, if you haven't followed us, make sure to go to PHNX underscore underscore rising. Double the underscores. Double the shoutiness on Twitter today by the looks of things. <laughs> All right, y'all. That is it for us. Uh, we will be back, be back on Thursday. Until then, be well, be safe, and see you later. <laughs>